When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings. And choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See storebelltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Now open in Romeoville. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode of College Football Coast to Coast. We've been away for quite a while. Um, <laughs> you could say that again. Yeah, and it's now a new uh, new part of the year, uh, being college basketball. It is March, so mm-hmm. it is March Madness season, and I think we kind of gave you guys a little bit of a notice, a little bit, that we, yeah. we were going to dip our toes into some uh, March Madness action and kind of give you our thoughts and our opinions of who will come out on top in New Orleans later this month. Um, We can get it started, I guess, Tyler, if you want to get it started, um, we'll hop into our our first first part. Yeah, I guess I'll take the spotlight away from y'all. I know, uh, like we said, we will probably be uh, going away from college football as we're in the off season. So I feel like this is just a really big event uh, to pass up on the predictions. Uh, uh, so let's get right into it, starting with the first matchup. We're going to go region by region here. So we'll fly out the West first and then go to the South and then continue from there. Uh, I know that we're also live on our Facebook uh, show right now on CFB Coast to Coast right now. Just a uh, create some visualization uh, to our viewers right now. So we're going to be filling our, our brackets here live on the spot. We did a practice run last night, but honestly, these matchups are really hard, so they might change uh, the route. So first one should be an easy one for both of us. It's 1C Gonzaga, 16C Georgia State. Georgia State uh, won the Sun Belt. They were able to cruise through there. Uh, they did beat Louisiana in the Sun Belt Championship. Gonzaga, on the other hand, really dominated the West Coast Conference. So this is an easy one for me. I got Gonzaga in this first matchup. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you with Gonzaga. I, 
I just think that they're too strong for a Georgia State team, a Georgia State team that I've seen this year um, in person. And, and, and they're a really physical team, don't get me wrong. I think they're the most physical team, team in the Sun Belt. Uh, I just think that, that Gonzaga is too much for most of these teams in this tournament. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So we'll go on to the second matchup. It's our first 8-9 matchup here in the West region. It's 8-seed Boise State, 9-seed Memphis. Now, this is a really good 8-9 matchup, and I think all four that we have are really good, solid matchups. It's definitely going to be fun uh, to watch. It's Boise State. This is a team that really was in a loaded Mountain West. I mean, there's like a few, few other teams that I've seen on this bracket. Colorado State, Wyoming's in this bracket, San Diego State. So the Mountain West is a really good, uh, been a really good basketball conference this year. Boise State was able to win the conference tournament. Memphis, on the other hand, started off the season slow. I mean, this is a really talented team. On second half, they've just been red hot. Uh, they ultimately fell to Houston uh, yesterday. Houston just an overmatch for them. But I'm going to go with the nine over eight upset here. Uh, I'm going to call it an upset. I mean, it's a higher C, but I definitely I think I look at the lines. Memphis is favored in this matchup. So I definitely think this is a really talented team. Definitely a good coach uh, with Penny Hardaway. I mean, he's definitely – Got the experience in March Madness as well. So I think this is going to be a really good game. But I'm going to go with the Memphis Tigers. Yeah, I mean, you talked a little bit about the Mountain West. I guess I'll talk a little bit about the American. Uh, you know, the American is a really big up-and-coming basketball conference. I mean, we've seen teams like Houston really push this conference uh, above and beyond. And it's and it's really grown this conference into a uh, into a top-tier basketball conference like the, like the Big East used to be. And now the SEC is coming around. So uh, I really think that uh, Memphis could take uh, take control of this one. I know that a lot of these games, this like this part of the bracket here, is played on the West Coast. Um, so Boise State kind of has the quote unquote, you know, home field advantage or home court advantage. Um, but I just think Penny Hardaway is going to have his guys ready to go for a good one. Nine eights are always the toughest to pick yeah, they're because they're awesome. so close, and it's. It becomes the closest games and really the ones that uh, I feel like I pay the most attention to are those 9-8 games. But, uh, no, I've got the Memphis Tigers coming out as well uh, to play Gonzaga. And now we have the infamous 5 over 12 seeds. These are always the toughest one to pick along with the 4 and the 13. It feels like every year there's at least probably two uh, upsets here in 12 seeds, especially last year there was definitely – some teams on the run, I could say uh, Georgetown was a 12 seed. They were a hot team last year. They were a team – that was Hobbit ultimately lost. And then Oregon State was the 12th seed last year. They made it all the way to the Final Four. And then this year, Oregon State only won like two games. So that was a, a bad turnaround for that program. But for the first 5 12 here in the West is 5 seed UConn uh, out of the Big East. That's another conference that's really got a load of teams here in the tournament. And then 12 seed New Mexico State. This is a real scary 12 seed. I definitely like the potential here that this could be a 12 over 5 upset. But I just think that UConn. It's got a really good basketball team. I definitely think, uh, I mean, going back to the battle for Atlantis, I mean, that's uh, whenever I really like this UConn team. They beat an Auburn team in a double overtime uh, to beat. That was a really good win at the time. I mean, this Auburn team, as we'll find out later, is a two seed. So I'm going to go UConn Huskies to advance. But I do like the potential of uh, New Mexico State upset there. Yeah, I mean, New Mexico State really – they're a team that we've seen the last couple of years show up in the tournament, uh, and they're they're always a strong team. You know, first, second round if they make uh, 
I think they made it to the second round a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, but uh, again, it, it's a UConn team, just like the women's. They're going to fight as hard as they can. And, and UConn's really struggled, I mean, really all the way since Kimball Walker has been on that team. Uh, was really their last dominant year. Uh, so so UConn's uh, trying to get back to that, that pinnacle, especially in the Big East. So I, I expect them to take care of business um, against New Mexico State. All right, so the next matchup we have in the West region is four-seed Arkansas out of the SEC. That was the team uh, – that was uh, actually a conference and also a team uh, that's like, a, you know, like a Memphis team, really started off slow. Uh, they were under 500 in SEC play and then really turned it on. They won 10 straight at one time. And then 13 seed Vermont, man, talk about a scary 13 seed. I know that we talked about New Mexico State's uh, good potential. I think Vermont has as good of a chance uh, as any 13 seed here to pull off an upset. But I don't see it here. I've been on the must bus uh, throughout uh, the entire season. This Arkansas team is legit, and I think this is a team that can make a run. If Vermont probably was against like a Providence or Illinois, I probably would have gone with Vermont, but I just think that this Arkansas team is just too good to get bounced in the first round. Yeah, I mean, the issue with this game is is that, you know, after watching this last game that Arkansas had, uh, it really threw me off um, as far as what I what I was really in, envisioning what this uh, what this team could do, and especially you know late this year. Um, but I mean. It's such a tough game. I know. Uh, in a 13 seed, there's always going to be that one team that gives people trouble. Uh, Vermont's a really good team. Um, and I'm going to take the upset here, this 4-3 upset. And I'm going to go with Vermont. I think uh, I think they'll give Arkansas uh, a beating down underneath the basket. An Arkansas team that's really just deadly from long range. So um, I think Vermont could, could pound the ball inside. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, I could definitely see Vermont uh, pull off the upset here. I definitely think there's going to be a lot of upsets here in, in both of our brackets. I just feel like this year has just been crazy. There's really like not like one team that can – I think not every team in this bracket, especially like the top six seeds, I definitely think uh, can definitely make it there. And now we go on to the West region, and we'll look at the bottom half of it now. With six-seed Alabama playing the winner of the 11-seed Rutgers in Notre Dame. I'll uh, pick the play in first. I think that that would be a really solid matchup between the Scarlet Knights and the Fighting Irish. Notre Dame was actually the number two seed in the ACC before uh, they uh, they lost to Virginia Tech, but it seems like every team in the ACC has been losing to Virginia Tech lately, so that really wasn't a bad loss. Rutgers has been a really solid team in the second half of the season, like the majority of these teams. I'm actually going to go with Rutgers to win. I think they could give Alabama a run for their money. Alabama is a team that lives and dies by the three. If they shoot good, they could pretty much contend with any other team. But if they don't, they've lost to teams like Georgia, who has a maximum of like six wins on the season. So this Alabama team is hard to figure out, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubts. I'll give Alabama. I'm probably like 30% uh, like uh, confident on this pick. I definitely want to go with Rutgers to upset them, but I'll give uh, the benefit of the doubt and go with Alabama. Yeah, I mean, it's important to look at this this uh, Rutgers-Notre Dame matchup, I think, first. Yeah. Um, really going to be a tough matchup to to, to uh, go after. But, uh, you know, two teams that struggled this year in, in certain areas against some teams that in the past have they've dominated. 
So, uh, you know, looking at, I mean, Notre Dame finished their season off losing to a Virginia Tech team who's on fire, and we'll get to them later. Uh, but, I mean, big wins over Pitt and a, a really stupid loss to Florida State on the road. I mean, a four-point loss. So, And a lot of their wins are blowouts against these other teams. Uh, Rutgers, on the other hand, they're kind of all over the place. The Big Ten's a, a problem right now. Um, you know, you really don't have one dominant powerhouse team in the Big Ten that makes it really tough. Um, a lot of good basketball schools out there. So uh, I think Notre Dame gets it done here. Uh, I think Notre Dame has the offense uh, to to get past Rutgers, who struggles to point, put points on the board, um, especially late in the season. I mean, averaging just over 60 points a game late in the season. So uh, I'm going to take the Fighting Irish in that one to play against Alabama. But I think Alabama's too strong, and, and I've got the, the tide moving on. All right, so we both had the tide advancing an X. The one in the West is 3-seed Texas Tech, 14-seed Montana State. I'm not really going to spend a lot of time on this one. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. Red Raiders all the way. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Red Raiders as well. Uh, um, I, I don't think Montana State has a, has a chance. Uh, I think this easily could be a 25-point game when we get close to the end. Absolutely. And then uh, this is a, another tough matchup here in the 7 over 10 here in the West region. 7 seed Michigan State, 10 seed Davidson. Now, Michigan State has been one of those te- – like big, like you said, the Big Ten is just hard to figure out. There's really not that one team that really stands out to you. I feel like the top four uh, in that uh, that Big Ten has is really – you know can make a run at any moment in this bracket. Uh, Davidson, on the other hand, I really thought that they were just going to cruise through uh, their tournament championship, but Richmond uh, said not so fast, and they ultimately beat Davidson by two points. Uh, Davidson, though, is still a really good team. Their offense is definitely their strong suit. A little bit of inconsistencies on the defensive side. Uh, they really like to play slow basketball. I'm going to go with Michigan State here. I definitely like the, the way that Michigan State has been playing. Had a really good win against uh, Purdue. Uh, it was a buzzer beater three there to win. So I definitely think this Michigan State team uh, has a chance always to go far, especially with their head coach, Tom Izzo. Definitely has all the experience and seems like all his teams uh, seem to go far, except that one year they lost the 15 seed in Middle Tennessee. But I think they uh, survive here. I definitely think this would be a really close game here. So I'll give Michigan State uh, to advance to Davidson. Yeah, I mean, I've got a different perspective, I guess, on this game. Um, you know, the A-10 conference, for a minute, really has a, a really strong group of teams, uh, teams like Dayton, uh, you know, Davidson, for example. I mean, first, 27-6 and, and six to finish the season is a really good, really good sign from Davidson. I mean, we haven't seen that since Stephen Curry's been playing for Davidson, and then again, they were even a lower seed. Uh, so I, I think that uh, for – and we talked about it and you just referenced it, you know, this Michigan State team just not where they need to be, I don't think, at a 22-12 and 12 record. I mean, just not where they're supposed to be in the Big Ten. So uh, I, I've got I've got Davidson. I wouldn't call it an Ooh. upset. Um, I, I, I'll call it a, just a miscue from, from – Michigan State, and it's just a down year. Um, so I've got Davidson uh, to pull it out of this one. 
So we actually have a question now in our Facebook comment section from Fulton. Can you guys help me with the bracket? So do you want like anything, like any matchups that you're looking at that you're having trouble with or just overall of the bracket? So uh, definitely we're uh, here to help uh, for the bracket. I mean, I'm, you know, in the past, I told Jacob this on off screen. Well, not really off screen off uh, of the show here that, you know, last year I picked Illinois and they were the number one seed and got bounced by little Chicago and then, couple of years ago, I picked number one overall C Virginia to make it all the way. And, Jacob, can you guess who they lost to? Uh, they lost in the first round, and I don't remember who to. UMBC, um, they were 16 yeah. seed. So, I mean, I'll say I have a little bit of credibility, but, I mean, March Madness is just a guessing game. So, we'll definitely go through and definitely pick some of these upsets uh, that you're seeing here. Definitely, we have the potential of a 13 seed like Vermont over Arkansas in the West, and we'll continue – to analyze that. So, Fulton, thanks to you for the question. And definitely, if you need anything, other advice, we're here to help. So, then 2C Duke, uh, 15C Cal State Fullerton. I'm going to go with Duke. I do not see uh, Coach K's run ending in the first round, especially like a team against Cal State Fullerton. Just a mismatch. So, Duke uh, should easily win this one. Yeah. And I think for those, you know, gambling junkies out there, especially, <laughs> you know, for, for sports and everything, this is a game to pay attention to. I mm-hmm. think I think I think Cal State Fullerton could keep it close. Um, I don't think we've seen Duke to their full potential, especially with like this every game they've played lately has been close. Yeah, and and I think this last Virginia Tech game really exposed them and really showed that they can be taken advantage of uh, from the perimeter. Uh, I know Banchero in the middle really shuts that whole thing down um, as far as driving lanes go. Uh, but to beat Duke, to beat a good Duke team, you just got to get out and run. Um, and that's what Virginia Tech did to them the other night. So uh, I still think Duke's going to come out of this one. I just don't think Cal State Fullerton's ready for a team like them. All right. So that is the first round matchups in the West. So now we will stay in the West here, but go to the round of 32 matchups here. As we have, honestly, a really interesting matchup here. We both picked this matchup. One seed Gonzaga, nine seed Memphis. And I'm I don't know if I'm crazy, but I think that Memphis could really give uh, Gonzaga here a test here in the second round. I think this could be Gonzaga's real test to see, you know, if this uh, team is legit enough to find their way all the way in New Orleans and make it to the Final Four. But I just think that uh, Memphis is a little bit uh, undersized there. Definitely we saw in their game against Houston uh, yesterday, they they really got uh, undermatched there uh, in the front court, especially when you have guys like Andrew Timmy and Chet Holmgren uh, on the other side. I think Memphis is going to keep this game closed probably to the half, but Gonzaga will pull away uh, and find a way uh, to make it to the Sweet 16. Yeah, Gonzaga is the team that's always tough to play, especially in the round of 32. I just think that they're too strong for a Memphis Tigers team um, that really hasn't seen their push until late in the se- in the season here. Um, I would have liked to see Memphis get off to a better start in the season. I think they potentially could have won the American had they started off strong. Um, Houston kind of struggling this year late in the season. So in at the end of the season, I mean, it's all just momentum based and Houston just got advantage of them. Um, for this game, yeah, I, I see the Zags coming out on top again in this one. Like you said, Chet Holmgren in the middle and, and Timmy down there. It's just, it's too, too, they're too big, too overmatched and, uh, I think the size advantage will play big in this game. All right, now we go on to the next uh, uh, matchup here in the round of 32. Now, we have a little bit of difference in this matchup. I know you picked Vermont over Arkansas. So I have five-seed UConn and four-seed Arkansas. Now, 
I'm going to really look forward to this matchup here. I definitely think these are two very solid teams between the Huskies and the Razorbacks. But I'm going to go with Arkansas. I mean, this is a team uh, that has really been playing to the potential. Yeah, they lost against uh, Texas A&M, but that was just one game. Not really worried about that. Texas A&M was really playing uh, for their lives in their tournament. Ultimately, didn't pay off for them as uh, they weren't even close to being a like the last team in or the, the first team in or that. They were like the four, last team there on the next four out. So it was a bit surprising there. It seems like to me like conference tournaments don't even matter uh, for these bubble teams, it seems like. So uh, so I'm going to go with Arkansas there. I think this is going to be a really solid matchup here against UConn, but I think Arkansas gets it done. Yeah, I've got a little bit different perspective because I did pick Vermont over Arkansas in the first round. So I've got UConn and Vermont in my bracket for this game. And uh, I think this is where Vermont's run ends. I think they get a decent win over Arkansas, but I think UConn uh, ultimately comes out on top and uh, it's going to be the battle of the red, white, and blues between uh, Gonzaga and and UConn. So, uh, and and I still think that, uh, I still think that UConn is strong, uh, strong enough to, to make it to the, to this round, you know, into the, the Sweet 16, so I think that uh, I think they can can make it there. Yeah, absolutely. And then we go on uh, to the next matchup here in the West region here on the round of 32. A six-seed Alabama, three-seed Texas Tech. Uh, honestly, it depends. If, if Bama, you know, wins the first game and gets some little bit of momentum, I could definitely see it potentially of an Alabama upset. But Texas Tech's defense is really smothering. I think that's going to give Alabama some trouble. I mean, to beat Alabama, if you pretty much just have to guard their three-point I mean, they definitely have the the town there, the guards with Ellis, Shockford, and then Quinterly, and then Davidson coming off the bench. But this Texas Tech team is really good, especially they have some really good wins along the season as well. They did play that same Gonzaga team earlier in the season as well. We will see if that uh, rematch happens. But I got the Red Raiders moving on because I don't really even know if Alabama can make it past the first round. So I don't really want to put Alabama too far. So I'll go with the Red Raiders. Yeah, um, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this is basketball. This is not football. This is <laughs> basketball. So, uh, yes, get angry I've, at got, us. I've got the Red Raiders moving on, too. Uh, Alabama, it's all about who shows up to the arena for them. Uh, and I just don't think they're good enough to beat a Texas Tech team that's got a lot of talent all the way around. Uh, so I'm going to take the Red Raiders. All right, we go on to the final matchup here, the round of 32 in the West region. I have seven-seed Michigan State and two-seed Duke. To me, Michigan State definitely could give a challenge here, but I just think Michigan State has just been a little bit too up and down for me to advance them. So I'm going to go with Duke. Definitely, like you mentioned, Banchero is going to definitely be the key factor here if Duke uh, can make it. I mean, this is uh, a Duke team that's really – really got some youth to it. So they're going to have to grow up uh, through this entire tournament. I mean, it's like two days rest uh, maximum during these uh, during these games. So, I mean, this is going to be definitely a rough stretch here for Duke. But I have uh, Duke moving on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, um, as far as this game goes, yeah, I've got them playing Davidson. I think Davidson would get a win over Michigan State, like I said. Uh, but on a, uh, at this point, I think that, that Duke will take care of, of Davidson. I don't think it'll be much of a game <laughs> at this point, but I think that'll set up for a really good matchup into the Sweet 16 with Texas Tech and Duke. 
Absolutely. So now we have the Sweet 16 matchup set up here in the West region. I have one seed Gonzaga and four seed Arkansas. I know you have UConn advancing on to this, so we'll get to that in a little moment. Uh, I've honestly been going back and forth on this game. Uh, I really like uh, this Arkansas team, really have been high on this Arkansas team, but I think their run-ins here, I'm gonna, this Gonzaga team just has so much uh, star talent. I mean, Nimhard at the at the point guard, and then, like we mentioned, Timmy and Holmgren. It's going to be too much of an overmatch, especially it's going to have to be rely heavily. Arkansas is going to have to rely heavily on J.D. Note and Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams is going to have to uh, control the re- offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds over Holmgren. I just don't think if that's going to happen. So I'm going to go with Gonzaga. I think it's going to be close, but I think the Zags roll on to Elite Eight. Yeah, uh, I think that this game, I've you know, I've got the Huskies. i got UConn in here against Gonzaga. Uh, but ultimately, I think Gonzaga moves on in this one. I think they'll take care of business with this one. And this one, no problem. Um, I think it's potentially a 10-point game uh, in this game throughout. So uh, I'll take the Zags. All right, now this is a really interesting matchup here in the West region that we have in the Sweet 16. Three-seed Texas Tech, two-seed Duke. I know this is Coach K's uh, last run at it, but I think his run-ins here. I got the Red Raiders upset in Duke here in the three over two. I just really like how this Texas Tech team has been playing all season. I know a lot of people have really been high on this Texas Tech team. I think that the defense that they play is going to give uh, those Duke guards some trouble really going to slow them down. So I'm going to have Texas Tech in a close game, but I think uh, the Red Raiders get it done. Yeah, I, I, but here's my issue. I don't even think this is an upset game for, for – Yeah, Texas it's a. not really an upset in my eyes. Yeah, I, I just think that – I think Texas Tech is the better team here. I think Duke just got the advantage of getting a higher seed. I mean, when you look at the seeds, too many people look at the seeds, I think, because it really comes down to who's hot at this point in the season. Because um, we've seen teams like you mentioned early in the show with UMBC that were a 16 seed and they ended up just cruising because like a everything point win. Yeah, everything lined up right for them. So uh, I think uh, this game, I think Texas Tech gets it done. I just think they're they're all the way around the better team um, than Duke is. I think Duke struggles uh, on the perimeter with their guards, kind of kind of a young young guard group up front. All right, so it seems like we have the same Elite Eight matchup here in the West. So that matchup is set between 1C Gonzaga, 3C Texas Tech. Now, this is a rematch from earlier in the season. It was like the first couple of weeks that these teams met. I think it was like a class, one of those uh, college basketball classics where they had some really good teams there involved in a little tournament. Gonzaga won that game by 14 points, but obviously that was a different Texas Tech team at the time, different Gonzaga team at the time. I definitely think it's going to be way closer than last game. I think this could be like uh, like a going down to the final possession. I also don't think that this is going to be a lot of points scored. I mean, both defenses are really good at what they do. But I'm going to have Gonzaga moving on. I think they uh, clinch another Final Four uh, berth like they did last year. Yeah, I'm going to take a little different perspective. i got the same two teams in there. Uh, but I think coming off of a big – I mean, two big wins – Really, I think that uh, Texas Tech will will win this game, and I think they will ultimately make the Final Four. I think this is their year this year. I think Gonzaga has the pieces. Uh, I just think that the talent that Texas Tech will be coming off of playing with Duke, they will already be ready for a game like this. If you look at the bracket, Gonzaga coming off a game against uh, Connecticut for me, Arkansas for you, I just think that 
the the positives weigh out more for Texas Tech in this one. So I'm going to take Texas Tech uh, in my final four. Yeah, you definitely have been high on Texas Tech, not only in this bracketology, but in the last one. I think you had the same Texas Tech team in the Final Four, and it has happened. We have seen Texas Tech, I think, made it all the way a couple of years ago whenever uh, Jarrett Culver was on that team. They made it all the way to the national championship game. So I definitely think that this Texas Tech team has the potentials of that national championship team. So that completes the West region. You have Texas Tech as your first Final Four team. I had Gonzaga. So now we'll move on to the the right-hand side with the South region as we see number one seed Arizona face the winner of 16-seed Wright State and Bryant. I'm honestly going to go Bryant. Just, I mean, this Bryant team absolutely dominated Wagner uh, in their conference championship. I mean, there was brawls uh, in the stands, and honestly, there was a beat down on the court. I mean, it wasn't a close game. I think that, that Bryant with Peter Kiss uh, is going to just be too much for Wright State to handle. And uh, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if uh, if we see at the half Arizona and Bryant be a close game, but I think Arizona too dominant and too consistent of a team to lose in the first round. So I got the, the Arizona Wildcats advancing on. Yeah, I th- I think that Bryant what Bryant did was was great. I think. <laughs> I mean, the man made a layup and then got down and started doing push ups, and I thought that was that was the tipping point. And I was just like, this is going to get out of hand. And uh, it, it did, and it just boiled over. And I think the frustration just boiled over. And, and ultimately, Bryant came out with a with a big win, a huge win. Uh, but against Wright State, I don't think they'll have any problems. I've got I've got Bryant coming out of this one as well to take on Arizona. Uh, but ultimately, Arizona's I think arguably the best team uh, in college basketball right now. Uh, so I think I'm going to take Arizona in this one. All right, so now we have another 8-9 matchup here in the South. is 8-seed Seton Hall versus 9-seed TCU. Now, TCU is one of those teams that in the Big 12 that not really people have been talking about. They really had some quality wins. They beat Kansas, Texas Tech, and Texas along the way in that Big 12 schedule. Uh, Seton Hall uh, really is a, a really solid team. I think this is going to be a really good game, but I'm going to go for another 9 over 8. I'm going to go with the TCU Horn Frogs. I really like the potential of this game, definitely a lot of firepower on the offensive side, too. So give me TCU over Seton Hall. Yeah, TCU coming off of a huge win. Uh, I think TCU has all of the confidence they need to beat a Seton Hall team that's still playing really well. I mean, Seton Hall's playing really good basketball as well. Uh, but I honestly think that TCU has the home court, quote-unquote, home court advantage in this one as well. Um, so uh, I'm going to take TCU and the Horn Frogs to play against Arizona. And the next matchup that I really despise is the 5 over 12 is the 5 seed Houston, the American Conference Tournament champs versus the Conference USA champs, the UAB Blazers. They're the 12 seed, and they got a guy named Jelly Walker who absolutely is just a baller. I mean, he scored 40 points in the championship game against Louisiana Tech. A couple of probably weeks ago, I probably would have went with UAB to upset Houston, but Houston's starting to play. A lot better. They did lose two key pieces at the start of the season, Marcus Sasser and Tremont Mark. But I just think that Houston is going to be too much for UAB to handle. So I got Houston cruising to the round of 32. Yeah, I mean, Houston's got such a deep bench, I think, and they can get out and run and push the break. Uh, And and honestly, I think that's when they play best. And I think UAB uh, can't keep up with that. UAB is still a very good team and coming out of 
Conference USA with the title, I think, is great for them. Uh, but honestly, I, I just think that Houston's so overpowered. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take Houston. The next matchup is another 4-13 and 13 seed, 4-seed Illinois out of the Big Ten. And then the chance from the Southern Conference is Chattanooga Mox there, the 13 seed. Now, Chattanooga is a scary, scary team. I'm, I've honestly been going back and forth on this game, but I'm still going to go with the Fighting Illini to advance. I'm going to give them a second chance, even though they disappointed me uh, last year when I had them going all the way. So I'm going to ride with them again. But I definitely think I could see the potential for an upset here with Chattanooga. They definitely have uh, the offensive capabilities to keep up with Illinois. But I think that Kofi Coburn in the end is just going to be the difference maker. So I think Illinois survives, but it wouldn't surprise me if Chattanooga pulls off the upset. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched that Chattanooga game uh, with them winning the title there. I, I, the buzzer I beater the, <laughs> against Furman. That was crazy. I mean, it happened, and I and I I like blacked out for a minute. And I was just <laughs> like, "Wait, did that really happen?" Uh, and, yes, and it, it did, did happen I mean, because it's March. That was crazy. That was crazy. Yes. Anything can happen. Uh, and Chattanooga's rolling right now. I mean, Chattanooga has won some games. I mean, it is – it's crazy. So, I mean, their run that they've gone on, they've won the last five games that they've played. Um, could have been the last ten plus uh, if it wasn't for a two-point loss to Charleston uh, at home. But, I mean, they are unbelievable team. Um but honestly, I I think this Illinois team, you're talking about a team that's really rocked the Big Ten big time in this this year. Uh, I mean, first in the Big Ten with a 22-9 record, huge uh, upside for them. You know, having a year like they did a couple years ago where everybody was like, you know, Illinois is really good. They're going to they're gonna go all the way possibly. And uh, they ended up losing really early, so. Uh, but I think this is the year that they get it done, and they learn from their mistakes, and I think they go on to play Houston. All right, we go on to the next matchup in the South. is the 6C Colorado State versus 11C Michigan. Now, I've seen a lot of people think, a lot of critics saying that Michigan doesn't even deserve to be here with their 17-14 and 14 record. I probably would have put Texas A&M over Michigan, but I really don't have a say in it. This Colorado State team is really, really good. Uh, they are – Going to be undersized in this matchup, especially with uh, Michigan's Hunter Dickerson. And he's definitely a menace there, uh, down there. But Colorado State is one of the best offense I have seen in college basketball. I'm really going back and forth on this one. I haven't been picking Michigan, but actually going to go switch back to the Rams here. Going to go with Colorado State. I just don't think that – I mean, this Michigan – like Michigan definitely has a size against Colorado State, but I just don't think they're going to be keep, been able to keep up with Colorado State. They really like – uh, to shoot the threes, uh, and they can also hit some mid-range jumpers. So I'm going to go with the Rams of Colorado State. I definitely think uh, they can get it done over the Wolverines. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about an early basketball game at 11.15 in the morning. Um, you know, so, I mean, but uh, this Mountain West team, I mean, they're they're crazy unbelievable, I think. At, at a 25-5 and record finishing the season, big wins all the way. I mean, you look down their schedule, and it's just win after win after win. Uh, their last loss came to San Diego State in a blowout loss by 30. Uh, but, I mean, you're talking about a while ago, and, and they're getting huge wins. They're in the 90s for a lot of their wins that they've gotten lately. Uh, a Michigan team that's struggling lately that I just don't know has found found the right pieces. 
in order to make it far. Um, and, and a lot of controversy. Look, the problem is, is if the front office is not together and not a one big unit, the whole team's going to struggle. It trickles all the way down to the court. Um, and I just think some off court stuff has really overshadowed this team and, uh, really gotten them to, to lose focus of, uh, the goal this, the season and lost some pretty terrible games. So uh, I'm going to take Colorado State in this one. I just think they're the better team overall. And we'll go on to the next one is 3C Tennessee versus 14C Longwood. More like a long shot of winning this game. I have Tennessee pretty easy. It's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I think it's going to be a blowout. I mean, currently the line right now it's 17. Uh, so I, I think that it could be more than 17 in this one. Um, don't overlook Longwood. I mean, Longwood is 26-6 and six on the season. Uh, nineteen and nine in the conference, but uh, Tennessee's scorching hot right now. Yeah, Tennessee's just on fire right now, um, and I just think that they're they're going to take care of business big time in this one. So I've got the Volunteers moving on. All right, then we go to the next seven ten matchup here in the South. Seven seed Ohio State versus ten seed Lowell Chicago. Now Ohio State has one of the best uh, players in college basketball, EJ Liddell. What I've learned throughout this whole entire uh, March Madness, never pick against Sister Jean in Lowell, Chicago. So I'm going to go with the Ramblers uh, to advance. We have seen Ohio State uh, beat Duke early in the season. They've really had some good wins, but also have some bad losses. It seems like, you know, Ohio State and Wisconsin both had the same loss uh, to the Nebraska team that really wasn't good. So Lowell, Chicago uh, is really an experienced bunch. They pretty much return everyone uh, from that Sweet 16 uh, run except uh, for the big man down low. But going to go with Lowell Chicago. This team uh, really dominated uh, their ter- their tournament championship. So I'm going to go with the Ramblers to ramble on to the round of 32. Yeah, and I think they'll take care of business just fine. I don't think this Ohio State team is anything they should, they should be afraid of. Uh, I just think Loyola Chicago is the way better team than this one. Uh, and, it, and I think it'll – I mean – it's crazy that this game is viewed as an even spread right now um, for a basketball game, which is pretty sad. Uh, but I think Loyola Chicago beats them by 15 in this one. I just don't think Ohio State's that good this year. Uh, I think they're giving them a little bit too much credit. I mean, Ohio State has lost four of their last five um, and really struggled in versus a team like Loyola Chicago who's done the reverse. They've won four of their last five. Uh so I think that they'll easily take care of business. Two teams that don't put up a lot of points on the board. So I look for this to be a big defensive battle with Loyola Chicago coming out on top. Yeah, I probably would have said otherwise. But this Ohio State team, even the Big Ten tournament didn't show. They were one and done. They lost to, to Penn State team that was what won like 13 games uh, this season. You probably mm-hmm. know more about them. What they won like 13 yeah. games, right? So I mean that yes. was it. That was a team uh, that really didn't have it. So this Ohio State team, they really had a better first half than the second half. So, yeah, Little Chicago, I, I think that's uh, one of the easier 10 over sevens. And then two-seed Villanova, 15-seed Delaware, another easy one for me. I don't think that Delaware even is going to be remotely close in this game. Villanova just has too much firepower. So give me Nova to advance. Yeah, I'll take Nova as well in this one. I think they're too strong. Uh, I don't know if a team like Delaware – um, can even stick with this team. Uh, kind of two tails of uh, of a season, two tails of teams that are completely different calibers. So uh, I'm going to go with Nova in this one. 
All right, now we go on to the round of 32 matchups here in the South region. Uh, I have one seed Arizona versus nine seed TCU. I'm pretty sure you do as well. I uh, definitely think that TCU could give Arizona a run for their money there, but Arizona is just too good of a team there. Uh, so I'm going to go with Arizona. I think it would be close at the start, but Arizona will pull away and uh, show their dominance in the second half. So give me Arizona to advance. Yeah, I'll take Arizona and the Wildcats as well over the Horned Frogs in this one. I just think that Arizona is too strong. Like I said, I think they're one of the best teams in the country this year. And this is another good 5-4 matchup here between 5-seed Houston, 4-seed Illinois. I'm honestly a 50-50 split here uh, between these two teams. Definitely like the potential of where Houston is. Honestly would have Houston uh, for sure if they have Marcus Sasser and Tremont Mark, but those definitely some key losses there for this Houston team. If they have those guys, Houston would probably be an Elite Eight Final Four team. Uh, Illinois, on the other hand, uh, like you said, they've really uh, been dominant in the Big Ten, uh, really had some strides there. Obviously, they lost to Indiana team, but Indiana's uh, really playing some good basketball uh, like Iowa is in the Big Ten. So I'm going to go with Illinois to advance here over Houston. I think that game is going to be really, really close coming down to the wire. So. I'm going to go with Illinois to advance and have a date with Arizona in the Sweet 16. Yeah, I'm going to take a little different angle, um, but I think that uh, Houston gets it done in this one. I think Illinois' uh, season, storybook season comes to an end here. I just think that it uh, it's a Houston team that has got a lot of momentum and is too strong, um, and I really think they'll get, uh, get a meeting with Arizona uh, later in the week in the Sweet 16. Uh, so, so I'm going to take uh, Houston in this one. Now, the next matchup we have in the round of 32 is 6C Colorado State, 3C Tennessee. Now, Colorado State definitely has the offense uh, to do that. Like I said in the first round, they're a little bit undersized. Now, I think this is where Tennessee uh, has the overmatch here with Fulkerson and then Plaswich down there at the end. So, definitely, this is going to be uh, – I really like the potential of this Colorado State team, but Tennessee, like I said, is a scorching hot team. They're really playing some really good basketball. They really uh, dominated the SEC uh, tournament. So I'm going to go with the Volunteers to advance to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I'm going to go the same way as you in this one. I think that Colorado State's a really good team, but I just think that Tennessee is too strong, and I think Tennessee is too good uh, off the ball and especially underneath the basket. So I'm going to go with the Volunteers as well. And then we see uh, 10 seed Lowell Chicago face off against two seed Villanova. And every time I pick against Lowell Chicago here, literally in the same uh, bracket, in the same of round of 32 matchups, I really want to go with them, but I don't see it again. I think Colin Gillespie and Villanova is just, I mean, they are just going to, I think, overpower Lowell Chicago in this one. I think that Lowell Chicago will get passed against Ohio State. I think that Villanova is going to be a little bit too much uh, for little Chicago to handle. So give me Villanova to advance and have a date with Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. As much as I would love Loyola Chicago to make it to the Sweet 16, I love when the small schools really make a big push uh, in the tournament. But honestly, I think that uh, I think Nova's too strong. And Loyola Chicago, I, I think, I, I just don't know if they have what it takes to stick with Nova. Um, don't get me wrong, a really good team, and, and it'll be sad to see them go in the second round, yes. but uh, honestly, I think uh, Nova and Tennessee will face off. Yeah, definitely good matchups we have here in the South for the Sweet 16. I have one seed Arizona and four seed Illinois. You have Houston instead of Illinois. 
But I'm going to have Arizona advancing on. This Arizona team, like I've been mentioned, is one of the best, if not the best team in all of college basketball. Really been consistent uh, throughout the entire season. Would probably say the worst game was against uh, Colorado whenever they lost to them by 12 points on the road. Uh, But I definitely think this Arizona team has the potential to go far here in this tournament. So I have Arizona advancing to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I think it's going to be the battle of the Cats in this one. And I think the Wildcats will get it done over the Cougars. Uh, I expect Arizona to take care of business over Houston uh, and Arizona to move on to the Elite Eight, no problems. And the next matchup is another solid 3-2 matchup that we have is Tennessee and Villanova. Both of these teams definitely have all the pieces uh, to be a Final Four potential team, but Tennessee right now is just on fire. I'm going to have them. This is not even upset for me. I mean, not even looking at the three. I honestly think that Tennessee should have been a two seed. I mean, I uh, definitely think they could have swapped places with Duke. I think that the committee is just given like like the best route uh, for Coach K to go to the Final Four. But I think that Tennessee uh, is going to get the job get the job done against Villanova. Yeah, um, I got a little bit different. I think really? Nova's going to get it done over the Volunteers. I think this is where Tennessee ends their season. Uh, really haven't played a team like Nova this year uh, to see, you know, what this team can really do. So I, I think that Villanova gets the quote-unquote upset in this one because I do think Tennessee is the better team. Uh, I just think Villanova will be more well-rested off of a game from Loyola Chicago uh, instead of Colorado State that Tennessee has to face off against. Uh, so I've got Villanova playing Arizona uh, in the Elite Eight. All right, so we'll look at the Elite Eight matchup here in the South. I have one seed Arizona, three seed Tennessee. Now, this is another rematch. Both of these teams did play earlier in the season. Uh, it was uh, Arizona did travel to Knoxville. Tennessee really dominated this game against Arizona, but I think this Arizona team is going to be looking at some revenge. So I have Arizona punching their ticket to New Orleans and beating Tennessee along the way. Yeah, I've got Arizona as well punching their ticket over to the Smoothie King Center uh, in New Orleans <laughs> Actually, as well. Actually, they'll be so, playing at the Superdome. They usually play at the football stadium. Yeah, so I don't know. That's weird to me. It's strange. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a basketball arena right across the street. But, uh, yeah, so I'll take uh, I'll take the Wildcats as well uh, here. So I'll, I'll take Arizona to move on. All right, so that uh, completes uh, the upper portion of the bracket. Now we'll go to the bottom portion now. We'll look at the east uh, region of the bracket where we have the defending national champs, the one seed, the Baylor Bears, versus 16 seed Norfolk State. Now Norfolk State has been uh, shown before in 2012. They were 15 seed. They ended up beating Missouri. They were the 21.5-point favorite. I don't see that happening again. I have Baylor moving on to the round of 32. Yeah, I won't spend any time on this. I got Baylor moving on to the round of 32 as well. And then the 8-9 matchup here, UNC versus 9-seed Marquette. Now, Shaka Smart is back in the tournament, but this time with a different team, and uh, hopefully his uh, well, his tenure last time didn't go so well. Texas uh, last year was a 3-seed and lost a 14-seed Abilene Christian in the first round. Sorry, Shaka Smart, I have you going home again in the first round, North Carolina. I really like the potential of this team. I definitely think this could be a sneaky 8-seed that can make a run for it. So I'll go... North Carolina over Marquette in a close one. Yeah, I think this is a close game. I think a four-point game at the end of this game, but I've got uh, North Carolina and the Tar Heels moving on over Marquette. 
And then another 5-12 matchup here is 5-seed St. Mary's. Uh, this was a team that did beat uh, the number one overall seed Gonzaga just a couple of weeks ago. Really was. Uh, this St. Mary's team is definitely got the potential to make a run here. They have to face 12-seed Wyoming and Indiana. I, I even think that whoever wins this playing game could have the potential of uh, beating the St. Mary's. I'm going to do that. I'm actually going to go with Indiana beating Wyoming in the play and then uh, beating St. Mary's. This Indiana team has definitely – been playing well, uh, like I mentioned. Uh, they were it was like a tie game, and then Iowa threw up like a miracle three at the buzzer uh, to to send Iowa uh, on to the Big Ten championship, and then send Indiana packing. But I think uh, Indiana throughout that game really played uh, real solid, and they've really played really good uh, in the second half of the season. That first half of the season was just abysmal. So it's definitely been. A real solid team. So I'm going to have Indiana pulling off the upset against the Gales of St. Mary's. Yeah, I've got uh, the Indiana-Wyoming game. Um, a little odd here, but uh, I'm going to take Wyoming. These seeded games are just really strange, these placement games. Uh, so I'm going to take Wyoming over Indiana. I think it's a one-possession ball game in this one. Uh, but I think Wyoming – uh, possibly you could get it done here. So I'm going to take Wyoming uh, to face off against uh, St. Mary's, but I honestly think that St. Mary's is going to get it done uh, and face off uh, against the winner of our next two teams that we'll talk about. And then we have four-seed UCLA versus 13-seed Akron, the MAC. And we're getting some action here uh, in this uh, region, but I think uh, the MAC train stops there. I have UCLA. This was a team last year that went – was an 11 seed, went from the first four to the final four. So uh, still a lot of key pieces there from that tournament run last year. So I think that UCLA is due for another one this year. So give me the Bruins over the Zips. Yeah, I'll take the Bruins over the Zips in this one as well. I think UCLA uh, has shown their dominance here late in the year, and I think they're good. They're ready for a, a postseason push. The next one we feature is the 6-seed Texas versus 11-seed Virginia Tech. And honestly, why does this feel so easy of a matchup for me? I'm going to go with Virginia Tech for me. This is a scorching hot team right now. They just blew through. Really had some solid wins uh, in the ACC uh, championship. They beat 2-seed Notre Dame, beat 3-seed North Carolina, and then beat number 1-seed Duke. So those are some pretty uh, quality opponents. I mean, those are no slouches. And Virginia Tech, honestly, absolutely destroyed Duke. It was like 82-67. to 67. I feel like Virginia Tech really dominated that game. I think uh, uh, they really have a really nice matchup here against Texas. Texas has really been an inconsistent team. I really can't figure out that team. What Are we going to have a good Texas team that's really pulled off some good wins? Are we going to have a Texas team that really hasn't shown up? But I'm going to go Virginia Tech. They are definitely – Got to go with the hottest team in the country right now. Yeah, I'll take the Hokies in this one. And Virginia Tech, I, I think they're uh, the better team in this one, even at the 11 seed. I think kind of given the short end of the stick here in the brackets. Huh? Definitely think we should flop the seeds. Virginia Tech should be a six. Yeah, I, I honestly think that that should be the other way around. But, uh, yeah, I think Virginia Tech's the better team, and I've got the Hookies moving on over the Longhorns. All right, then we see three-seed Purdue and 14-seed Yale. Yale was the champs of the Ivy League. They beat uh, the favorite Princeton's. I mean, I'm going to go with Purdue, though. Purdue's definitely got the talent, one of the best teams in the country. A good, I could see Yale uh, keep it close, but, I mean, they kept it close a couple of years ago, and Yale is always a good tournament team, but I just don't see it here against Purdue. 
Yeah, I think Purdue dominating the Big Ten this year, uh, and I don't see them stopping here playing against Yale. I just think that uh, I think Purdue's the better team here, uh, ultimately. I mean, if we take a look at this game a little more in-depth, uh, I think that, uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, Yale's a, a pretty good tournament team, uh, but looking, it's a 15-and-a-half point line. Uh, right now in this one, and I think that Purdue will will cover that uh, pretty easily. And next, uh, we have another seventeen a seven versus ten C matchup. Seven C Murray State. Uh, previously, we saw Davidson's uh, that's Steph Curry's alma mater. Now we get to see John Morant's uh, alma mater here, at Murray State versus ten C San Francisco. In honor of John Morant, Murray State's going to race on to the round of thirty two. I definitely think it's going to be a real solid matchup. But Murray State uh, didn't get those 30 wins uh, for no reason. Yeah, Murray State, I think, is a team that a lot of uh, teams in this bracket should fear. At a seventh seed, I think they're very dangerous uh, in order to make a push here. Uh, So I don't think they'll have any problems with San Francisco. Uh, But, I mean, this game, you're looking, it's right now it's a a one-and-a-half point line. Um, with a team that's won 30-plus games this year. Uh, So I really think that they're underestimating the strength of this Murray State team. Uh, So I'm going to take the racers to move on to the second round. And then our final uh, first-round matchup here in the East region is 2C Kentucky and the Peacocks of St. Peter's, the 15th seed. And, uh, yeah, that's all i got to say about St. Peter's. Kentucky is going to absolutely destroy this team. Yeah, I think Kentucky – Really too easy of a game for them. Uh, And ultimately, I'll talk about it in a few minutes, but ultimately I think it will affect this team moving on uh, to the second round. So uh, I will take the Wildcats in this one. And then we move on to the round of 32 matchup here in the South. We both have one seed Baylor moving on and along with eight seed UNC. I could see North Carolina give uh, a real test here to this Baylor team that's been dealing with uh, injuries Throughout the entire season, definitely how uh, you could probably say how Houston is losing Sasser and Mark. Baylor has lost some key weapons as well. But I think that Baylor gets it done. I definitely think they survive a scare here by North Carolina, but they get the job done. Yeah, I think uh, think Baylor gets it done here over UNC. Um, I I just don't think that North Carolina is the same team that they used to be. Um, And Baylor is still, still a strong team. Uh, especially in, in the Big 12. So uh, I'm going to take the Baylor Bears to move on. Now the next matchup, uh, we have a little bit of difference here. I have 12, the winner of Wyoming and Indiana moving on past St. Mary's, and I have UCLA. Uh, I think that Indiana's run is going to end here. I have UCLA, the Bruins uh, with Johnny Juzang and, and company, and they're definitely just going to dominate this game. Even if St. Mary's moves on, I would probably still pick UCLA over St. Mary's. So I'm going to go the Bruins advancing on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird. We're talking about some teams here that are in the East bracket, but they are on the West Coast because I've got St. Mary's and UCLA playing against each other, uh, traveling a good distance for no apparent reason. Um, So I've got St. Mary's and UCLA, but I'm going to take the Bruins to play against the Bears. It's going to be the Battle of the Bears uh, in the Sweet 16. So uh, I took UCLA in this one. And then we have a real interesting matchup here, folks. Uh, 11C Virginia Tech, 3C Purdue. Now, I re- this is like one of the, the main games that I've really 
gone back and forth on. I could see this Virginia Tech team make a run here to the Sweet 16, just based on the run that they've been going on in this Sweet 16. But I just can't do it. I got to go with Purdue. Jaden Ivey is one of the best uh, point guards in the country, and with Edie. Uh, they have one of the best front courts uh, in the nation. I know they've been a little bit inconsistent down the stretch, but I'm still going to give uh, the nod to Purdue to advance. Yeah, and I think this is the part of the bracket that's completely all over the place for me. I think this little small section um, is one that people should pay attention to being at the very bottom of the bracket. But uh, I think I'm going to take Vatek in this one. I've got Virginia Ooh. Tech uh, over Purdue in this one. I think Purdue has shown their true colors and that they can actually struggle against some teams that play less than 500 ball in the Big Ten. Uh, So I think that Virginia Tech will be cruising. um, And I honestly think that six in a row, seven in a row is is easy for them. Uh, So I've got them moving on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I definitely like that pick as well. Like I said, I'm on the fence with that one, so I might have to spend more time on that game. And then we go to 7-seed Murray State, 2-seed Kentucky. Now, this is an in-state battle. Both teams are located in the state of Kentucky. Uh, But I I just think that Kentucky is going to uh, pass this test here. I definitely think that Murray State is going to play Kentucky as close as probably anyone at this point. They're probably going to – Kentucky should cruise past St. Peters, and I think that even if San Francisco wins the game, I think San Francisco could still give Kentucky a game, but I'm still going to go with the Wildcats to advance. See, this is a game that I think that is really important, especially for Murray State. If they get a big win over San Francisco, I think it sets up for a really good game against uh, Kentucky. Kentucky playing a team like St. Peters might be playing down, not really to their full potential. So I'm going to take the Murray State Racers. Oh, boy. This is an upset bracket so far. Yeah, I'm going to take Murray State in this one to play against Virginia Tech. I just think that – I don't think Kentucky's ready for a Murray State team that can run the floor as well as they do. Wow. All right. I like it. I mean, this is March Madness for a reason, so I could definitely see both of those upsets happening. And you know what? I'm going to have an upset as well for me as we go to the Sweet 16. I'm going to have the UCLA Bruins pulling off a 4-over-1 here. It's not as a big over upset as you just have, an 11-over-3 and 7-over-2, but it'll do for me. This UCLA team is definitely playing definitely better. I mean, they played Arizona as close as anyone has all season in the Pac-12 championship. So this team obviously has the experience of being there. You could say that for Baylor. They had a, a nice run, but this is a completely different Baylor team. Just too many injuries. I think they're not as healthy as they need to be to make a run. I mean, they're coming off a game against North Carolina, so I definitely think they're going to be a little bit worn out from that matchup. So I'm going to go with UCLA pulling off an upset here against the Baylor Bears. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think the Bruins get it done. I think UCLA This is now the upset region for you. Yeah, I think that that having Juzang back is big for UCLA. Uh, Coming off of an injury, I think he is – Primed and ready to go for this one. Uh, if they do play the or, or they do play Baylor, uh, so uh, I'm going to take uh, UCLA in that game. I think you persuaded me, Jacob. I'm actually going to change my pick. I'm going to pick uh, Virginia Tech over Purdue. I, I like you said. <laughs> I think Purdue's just like I don't know. I don't know. Like they had the talent. I they just haven't been playing to their potential lately. So you persuaded me once again, like you have all college football season. So. 
Hopefully it works for us. Yeah. yeah, you were like, yeah, we go back all the way to Utah. This man was all on Utah, and then I'd pick him in the Rose Bowl. I mean, granted, they did play a good game, but then Ohio State just came out of nowhere. But back to this. So now we go on to the next. I have Virginia Tech, the 11 seed, 2 seed Kentucky. And this is where I finally have Virginia Tech's run coming to end. I had the Kentucky team. Kentucky, I mean – Oscar Sheeway, Severe Wheeler, Ty Ty Washington. I mean, there's just some shooters, and then the front court is just amazing. This is a, a solid one through five lineup that Kentucky has. So I'm going to have the Cats over the Hokies, and you have a way completely different matchup than when I do. <laughs> yeah, I've got Virginia Tech facing off against Murray State in this one in the Sweet 16. Um, and I think that this game could be very interesting. Two teams that run the floor really well about the same size teams, uh, and I really think this could be a really good game and a close game, and I'm going to take the Murray State Racers Whoa. and the champions of the OVC to move on to their second Elite Eight in a few years. So uh, I think that Murray State will get it done and ultimately face the Bruins. All right, can't wait to see who you have winning that one, but uh, we'll get to my matchup first here in the Elite Eight here in the East. Four-seed UCLA, two-seed Kentucky. The Battle of the Blue Bloods here. This is two historic programs here in college basketball from John Wooden to now John Calipari. This is going to be a really good matchup. I can see uh, the winner of this really have a potential to make it all the way to the national championship game. And I'm going to have Kentucky moving on. Like I just mentioned, one of the more consistent one through five lineups in all of college basketball. There is a little bit of concern for me. Kentucky has had some shooting woes here late uh, in the season, especially against a team like Tennessee that displays smothering defense. But I don't really see a team in this bracket that really plays the defense and style that Tennessee has. I think that UCLA probably has some of those features, but it's feel like they've just been giving up like at least 70 points per game. So I'm going to have Big Blue Nation advance to the Big Easy. And you have a completely yeah. different matchup once again. <laughs> A little different. I got UCLA versus Murray State here in the, the four and a seven, eight, a four and a seven seed coming out of the East. So uh, I'm going to take UCLA in this Ooh. one. I think Murray State's run comes to an end. I think UCLA is good. Uh, kind of coming out of a weak side of a bracket gives them an opportunity to make a deep push into the Elite Eight. Um, and ultimately, I think they're too much, too much for Murray State. I think it will be gassed by the time they get to the Elite Eight. So uh, I'll take the UCLA Bruins to join the dance in New Orleans. And you went wild on that region. Honestly, I like it. So we have one final region uh, to look at. That is the Midwest. We have three of the four final four teams locked in. And now we go on to the Midwest. And honestly, I'm seeing a lot of these teams. This is definitely for sure a Midwest region. You'll see that as we get deeper into this bracket. We have one seed Kansas versus the winner of 16 seed, a little Texas Uh, get-together between Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Texas Southern was the champs of the SWAC. Meanwhile, Texas A&M Corpus Christi was the winner of the Southland Conference. Corpus Christi has had a nice run. I think that Texas Southern gets the job done, but Kansas is just going to dominate uh, the winner of that game. Yeah, I think it's pretty strange, and I think it's good to look at, first of all, that 16-seed game. Uh, I really – I've gotten the opportunity to see both of these teams in person this year. Um, so it's a little strange. Uh, but uh, this this game, I, I think people need to pay attention to because it's a three-and-a-half-point line for a game of two two teams that have won their conference. 
Um, and honestly, I, I think that Texas A&M Corpus Christi is the better team here. Um, and I think they will get it done to face off against Kansas. Ultimately, I think Kansas is one of the best teams in the country right now, playing some incredible basketball. So uh, I'll take the Kansas Jayhawks to move on. Then we have another uh, good matchup here in the eight versus nine, Mountain West versus Big East, eight seed San Diego State, nine seed Creighton. San Diego State, uh, like Colorado State, Wyoming, and Boise State, has really been one of those solid teams in the Mountain West. Creighton is coming off a really nice run there uh, in the Big East uh, tournament, ultimately falling to Villanova, but they absolutely blew the doors off of Providence. They beat that team, who's a four seed, you see a little bit down there, by 30 points. I mean, that was just an absolute blowout. Uh, it's hard to pick against a team that just got off a 30-point win, but I'm going to pick against them. I'm going to go with San Diego State. Definitely like the potential of this team, and San Diego State has been known to making some runs here. So I'm going to go with Aztecs to advance. Yeah, I got a little different perspective here uh, for this game. Right for the reason I, I, I just said, they just beat a team by 30. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's important to look at, at that game. But, uh, yeah, Creighton, I think, is, is a really good team and a team that uh, people underestimate. I know that they are the two-and-a-half-point underdog in this one, uh, but honestly, I think Creighton is a team that a lot of people should pay attention to. Uh, Three-and-two in their last five games, while San Diego State is four-and-one in their last five. Uh, but two teams that have kept it close, Creighton can score the ball all over the place. Um, so I expect them to uh, really – overmatch this uh, San Diego State team from the perimeter. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to take Creighton in this one. All right, we move on to the 5 and the 12 matchup here between 5-seed Iowa, the champs from the Big Ten, facing the champs of the 8-10, Richmond. Richmond was able to defeat 10-seeded Davidson in this bracket. I'm going to go with Iowa here. I definitely think uh, Richmond uh, could give Iowa a test there. Uh, they definitely like to slow it down there, Iowa. Just, uh, I just think that they definitely have the talent here to go far and have a deep run here in postseason play. They definitely playing to their potential. Uh, I mean, the month of February was just dominating basketball, and you go to March, just continuing that. So Iowa's really been dominant ever since the month of February has started. So give me the Hawkeyes over the Spiders. Yeah, I think this is a good game. Uh, a team like Richmond's very physical. Um, and I think that's why they'll keep it close against Iowa. But ultimately, I think Iowa can draw some fouls off of the physicality of Richmond in this game. Uh, Richmond's a team that commits a lot of fouls. So uh, I, I think that Iowa gets it done in this one, and I think they will move on uh, no problems to the round of 32. All right, we go on to now the four and the 13 match of 4C Providence, 13C South Dakota State. Now this, I always in every March Madness have – the upset of choice. I can't even remember my upset last year, uh, but this is my upset. Jack Rabbits all the way. I'm going to have 13 upset in the four seed Providence. I know that Providence has the talent of a top 10 team. They just haven't been playing that way as of late. So I'm going to go with the Jack Rabbits. This team absolutely dominated the Summit League. I know people are going to say, oh, they didn't play anybody, but you know what? Jack Rabbits all the way. Yeah, this is a really close game and a confusing game that people really should pay attention to because South Dakota's uh, South Dakota State is the uh, the two-point underdog in this one. Uh, like you said, I mean, South Dakota State has really been playing some incredible basketball, um, you know, as of late. So uh, I think that they're a team that people should pay attention to. 
playing. I think people focused on the, the front half of their schedule too much. Um, you know, big win over Bradley and then having to play Alabama the second game of the season ended up getting blown out um, in that game, giving up 104 points to Alabama uh, in Tuscaloosa. Team the Washington that they lost in Idaho. But, uh, I mean, finishing the season, I mean, incredible wins. They haven't lost a game since December 20th of last year. So they, <laughs> they've been playing some great basketball, 10-4 and four at that point, and came all the way down to the end of the season and finished 30-4. and four. Uh, So they are on fire. They're a microwave currently. Um, they got but, the microwave badge on. Um, yeah, but I think Providence puts up too many points for this team, and I think Providence defensively is a better team. Um, in those games that that South Dakota State has been close, it's been really low-scoring games. Um, so I think Providence could get it done here, and I'm going to take Providence um, in a very, very close game uh, to play against the Iowa Hawkeyes. And talking about South Dakota State and then bringing us back down to her picking Providence. All right, so we move on now to a game that has more headlines than it should be. It featured 6-seed LSU, 11-seed Iowa State. Obviously, we know about What's going on in Baton Rouge with the firing of Will Wade and the possible penalties that LSU might be facing? Uh, so there's definitely a lot of distractions for this team. Obviously, LSU is going to be without the head man uh, and Will Wade. Uh, both of these teams are really similar. Uh, they both started the season hot. Uh, they were both undefeated. And once they got into their conference play, they really had some struggles. LSU, of course, without uh, Xavier Pinson, uh, went on that. I think they went like 2-8 and eight stretch, and then Iowa State went – uh, two and eight as well. So this is pretty evenly teams. I just don't know. I definitely think that uh, LSU is the more talented team, but I just think that their heads are somewhere else. So I'm going to go five Iowa State here, pulling off the upset, 11 over six over LSU. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Tigers and LSU in this one. I think uh, I think they'll get a win here against an Iowa State team that struggled as of late, losing their last three games. Uh, big, I mean, <laughs> losing to Oklahoma State, you got no business losing 53-36 to in that game, uh, getting blown out by Baylor, and then just getting absolutely ran over by Texas Tech, 72-41. to <laughs> So, and I, and I think LSU has kept some games close this year with only an eight-point loss to Arkansas. You know what? You persuaded me again. <laughs> Going LSU. <laughs> but. But uh, I'm going to take LSU. I'm going to take the Tigers in this one. I did not I realize they rally. lost that bit bad. I mean, you brought up those scores. I was like, yeah, I don't think this Iowa State team might have a shot in this. <laughs> uh, good thing yeah, you brought up yeah. those scores because I was, like, all confident in picking the Cyclones. <laughs> yeah, I just think that LSU is the better team here, and I think they will rally around their interim coach, Kevin Nickelberry. I just think that uh, I think they'll get it done uh, here against uh, an Iowa State team that struggled a lot lately. All right, then we have three seed Wisconsin versus the fighting toothpaste himself of Colgate, the 14 seed. Now, Colgate was literally in the same spot. They faced three seed Arkansas last year, and they gave him a run for their money. And honestly, I could see this happen again. If you're looking for a 14 seed, Colgate might be the, that upset that you're looking for. But Wisconsin and, and Johnny Davis should get it done. I think it's going to be close, but I think the Badgers uh, will advance. Yeah, uh, this could be an upset. This could be a really big upset. Uh, people have kind of overlooked Wisconsin, finishing first in the Big Ten 
Uh, again, I mean, a Purdue team that was first in the country at the start of this year, uh, you know, now falling apart in, in Wisconsin, picking up the slack and finishing first in the Big Ten. Uh, I, this game is, is very strange because we've known Colgate to make pushes. Um, and Colgate's gotten some big wins against some good teams this year. Uh, I mean, notable wins, I mean, blowing out Syracuse by 15 uh, on the road. Uh, and then after that, losing a big stretch of games, but coming out and playing back in their conference and winning almost every game in their conference uh, has really gotten them to where they are now. The problem is is that they're playing a Wisconsin team that really doesn't give up many points. Um, and, and I think that uh, I think Wisconsin will get it done ultimately, finishing the season with two losses against some teams that have struggled. Uh, a one-point loss to Nebraska, and then a six-point loss to Michigan State when they're just not themselves. So I'm going to take the Badgers in this one. All right, we move on down here into the Midwest region. We have seven seed USC, ten seed Miami, and boy, oh, what a, a powerhouse game this would be on the football field. But now we have it on the on the basketball court. Uh, both of these teams, uh, I mean, in the, this would have been a heck of a game like the early 2000s, like 90s, but. On the basketball court, I'm going to go with Tennessee, Miami. Really like, really like this Miami team. I mean, they uh, gave uh, Duke a run for their money in the ACC championship game. Really had a really solid season as well. At USC, I just can't figure out what team is going to show up. So just too much inconsistency for me to pick uh, USC. So I'm going to go with the Hurricanes to advance. Yeah, I'm going to take Miami in this one as well. I just don't think the – uh, I don't think USC is ready. I don't think the Trojans are ready for a game like this. Uh, Miami has gotten some crazy wins lately um, and an unfortunate loss to Duke. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to take Miami in this one. And we move on now to the final uh, first-round matchup that we will look at is two-seed Auburn versus 15-seed uh, Jacksonville State. Now, honestly, this should be better mine here. Uh, Jacksonville State didn't even win their conference tournament, but – Due to NCAA rules, you know them, you know, based on their rules, but whatever. I'm going to go with Auburn. I definitely think that, that Jacksonville State has the offense to maybe keep in this one, but just because of a pity vote and for Bellarmine, I'm going to go Auburn. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Auburn Tigers as well in this one. I don't see this game being remotely close, maybe close after the first half. That's about uh, it. <laughs> but, but that's about it. I think uh, – Auburn being the 15-and-a-half-point favorite in this one is way too much for a Jacksonville State team. Don't get me wrong, Jacksonville State's a decent team, uh, just not just not the team that not worthy. Uh, they need to be. Yeah, just the team, not the team that needs to be uh, there right now. So uh, I'm going to take the Auburn Tigers as well. All right, uh, now we have for the round of 32 matchups here set up in the Midwest. Uh, we have I have one seed Kansas, eight seed San Diego State. I think that Kansas is going to get the job done here. I don't really see uh, them having any troubles with the Aztecs here. So I'm going to go with uh, Oche Obaje in Kansas. And you really do have – I'm looking at your top left, uh, like your top portion of the bracket. Man, you have really true Midwest teams, Kansas, Creighton, and Iowa. Yeah, uh, this is a Midwest bracket, and some Midwest teams are going to be making a Midwest push. Um, so I'm going to take Kansas in this one over Creighton, I think think that this is where Creighton faces too much firepower inside. Uh, Kansas pounds the boards like no other this year, um, and, and I think they will ultimately get it done. All right, and my uh, 
Next matchup, I have five seed Iowa versus thirteen seed South Dakota State. I do like the potential of this uh, Jackrabbits team, but I like Iowa just a little bit more. So I'm going to go with Iowa. Uh, definitely like how this team has been playing down the stretch. So give me the Hawkeyes to advance. Yeah, I'll take the Hawkeyes over Providence here. I think Providence gets away with a close win over South Dakota State. Uh, but I will take the Hawkeyes in this one. I think they are too much late in the season for Providence. And then I have uh, six seed LSU after I got persuaded for the second time. We'll see if I get persuaded anymore during this duration of the show. I have six seed LSU, three seed Wisconsin. Now, I don't think that Wisconsin has faced uh, athletes uh, that LSU has on this team, but uh, this is definitely two different offenses. LSU likes to run at fast-paced tempo. Wisconsin likes to slow you down and once. Uh, hold their opponents like 40 or 50 points. So I think it's going to be an issue here uh, for LSU. LSU definitely is uh, really solid there on defense, so this could be a defensive battle. But I'm going to go with the Badgers of Wisconsin to advance. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think this is a really good game to watch if it pans out the way it should. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Badgers as well. Uh, but I think LSU will give them a fight. I honestly think it'll be a six-point game towards the end of this game. And uh, I think Wisconsin will put it on ice for some free throws. And then we have 10-seed Miami versus 2-seed Auburn. Uh, now, I know that there's going to be a lot of people not even picking Auburn to advance past this game. A lot of people I know really like uh, this 10-over-2 matchup, but I don't really see it. I know that Auburn hasn't really been playing well down the stretch. Uh, there was the end of the regular season where they went 4-3 and three stretch uh, in the seven games and then got bounced uh, by the 8-seed in Texas A&M. That game wasn't even – Remotely close. I don't think even Auburn had the lead uh, that whole entire game. But this Auburn team still has all the talent. It's just a matter of uh, can they turn around and play like they did at the start of the season. Because I think this Auburn team has all the talent uh, to pretty much beat anyone and ultimately be the national champ. So I think they get the job done here against uh, Miami. But I definitely think Miami could keep it close. But I think that Auburn advances. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here. I, I think that Auburn does get it done. Uh, I think Miami's had a great end of the season, but uh, I think the Tigers will be too much for them, and uh, I'll get into a little bit more of Auburn in my next pick. All right, so now we have our Sweet 16 matchups here in the Midwest. Uh, one-seed Kansas and five-seed Iowa is my featured first one, and I'm going to have another one-seed fall. I'm going to go with an Iowa upset here in this Midwest versus Midwest uh, battle here between these two teams. I definitely think uh, that Kansas has, has all the talent here to go to the Final Four. But Iowa, I mean, like I said, I don't even think they lost a the game in the month of February now that I look at their schedule. I don't even see one loss on this schedule. I, they've really just been dominant. And uh, it, they've really just ride that momentum wave. They definitely have the star power from their one through five lineup. Definitely have uh, one of the best offenses in college basketball. So I'm going to go with the upset here over Kansas. Yeah, I just don't see an upset this late in the bracket. Uh, so I'm going to take the Jayhawks over the Hawkeyes. Um, so I'm going to take Kansas to move on to the Elite Eight. Uh, I think Iowa will, will ultimately fall in this one. Uh, and we will only have one Big Ten team remaining. Oh, my. All, nine teams just to have only one remain. What a conference that would be. 3-seed Wisconsin, 2-seed Auburn. This is a tough matchup here. Uh, like I said, this is like LSU and Auburn. They pretty much run the same style of offense. Auburn likes to uh, run it real fast, but Wisconsin is going to be like, hold up, slow down there. I uh, definitely think 
It's going to be a really solid matchup. I don't have the Auburn Tigers advance on to Elite Eight to face Iowa. Yeah, I think this is where Auburn's reign comes to an end. Oh. I think Wisconsin comes off of a big win from LSU and builds on that. And ultimately, like I said, will be the last Big Ten team remaining in the bracket. And I think uh, I think Wisconsin will get it done and face Kansas. All right, now I have the Elite Eight matchup of five-seed Iowa, two-seed Auburn. Uh, part of me wants to have Iowa in the Final Four, but that just doesn't look right to me. So I'm going to go Auburn to advance on to the Final Four. I don't even think I've seen one bracket where Auburn is the Final Four. So you know what? I'm going to be a little bit different. I still, uh, you know, I know that they haven't been playing to their potential, but I definitely think they have it in them to go on to New Orleans. So give me Auburn to be my final team and to clinch a spot in the Final Four. And I've got Kansas and Wisconsin facing off. That is a one versus three. Um, and I ultimately think the Jayhawks will get it done. Uh, I think Kansas is right behind Arizona is one of the strongest teams in college basketball right now. Uh, so I will have them face off against each other in the Final Four. All right, so now we'll look at uh, the big games here in our Final Four. I have two one-seeds of Gonzaga and Arizona, and I have two two-seeds of Kentucky and Auburn. You have a uh, two one-seed of Arizona and Kansas, and uh, three and a four with Texas Tech and UCLA. So I'll let uh, you finish off your Final Four picks here, and then we'll get to mine. So you have three-seed Texas Tech and four-seed UCLA in your first matchup. Yeah, I think this first matchup is really important because I think it sets the tone for the national championship game. Uh, ultimately, these two teams uh, really play two different styles. Uh, and I think that if this does pan out and this does happen, that'd be crazy. But uh, I think that uh, the Red Raiders would get it done and play for their national championship game. Uh, I think it's about time that they get, uh, get on that main stage and uh, put their talent to good use uh, in this one. And then in your next matchup, you have two one-seeds battling out between Arizona and Kansas. Yeah, Arizona and Kansas, this is a really big matchup. I think this is the game of the tournament. Uh, I think this is bigger than the national championship game because two teams that ultimately play the same brand of basketball and will absolutely just tear the rims down in this game. Uh, so it would be a really close game for me. I think it's a low-scoring game because of the defense that these two teams play. Uh, but I'm going to take Arizona, the Wildcats, to move on to the national championship against Texas Tech Red Raiders. All right, so we'll leave uh, your national championship game, and then I will uh, fill out my Final Four now. So I have one seed Gonzaga and two seed Kentucky. Now I think, what, like you just said, of the game of the tournament, this could be the game of the tournament right here if this happens between Gonzaga and Kentucky. A lot of talent and really two evenly matched teams here. But I'm going to go with the Cats of Kentucky from the SEC to advance on to the national title game. Um, and then we've seen uh, one-seat Arizona, two-seat Auburn on the other side. Uh, Auburn's run has been nice, but I think it ends here. Arizona has been too dominant of a team so far. Been more, a little bit consistent than Auburn down the stretch. I definitely think Auburn will make a run here, and then it will end here in New Orleans as Arizona will face Kentucky in the national title game. So you have Texas Tech and Arizona. Who you got uh, cutting down the nets in April? Uh, cutting down the nets, I've got the Arizona Wildcats. I honestly think that this could be a really good game, a really physical game. Uh, I've got this game going into the 70s. I think it'll be a six-point final, or sorry, I think it'll be a four-point final in this game. 
Uh, and I've got the Arizona Wildcats coming out on top against the Texas Tech Red Raiders, 77-73. to All right, so you got Arizona Wildcats. Uh, I do have Arizona in the national title game. I have them going. It's a battle of the Wildcats, Kentucky Wildcats, Arizona Wildcats. But I got Big Blue Nation taking home another crown there. This is going to be a really tough battle. I would really like to see this if it were to happen. I think that any your match would also be really good between Texas Tech and Arizona. I definitely think this has been two of the most dominant teams uh, in all of college basketball. So I'm going to go with Kentucky. It's going to be a, a close game. I'll give the three-point nod to Kentucky 79-76 to 76, as I have Kentucky taking home the chip. <laughs> all right all right that will pretty much conclude i think our uh, march madness bracket so if you want to send us home jacob go for it yeah absolutely and if you guys do have opinions for some games that might be upcoming and that you envision could be happening shoot us a message on facebook or uh or on twitter or anywhere reach out to us and we can uh give you our perspective on that game and uh, maybe if you need some help uh, with your bracket, as we've seen earlier in the show, if you need some help with your bracket, reach out. We can give you some of our insight uh, and hopefully get you to a decision uh, to do your best uh, for your bracket this year. Uh, but I think that will be all for the show. Um, if you guys do have any questions, concerns, comments, anything, uh, do reach out to us on the College Football Coach to Coast show. Uh, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at CFB Coast to Coast. Uh, I think that'll be it. But uh, we will see you guys. I think we're going to give you another show later on, probably when we get into the Sweet 16, once these brackets get kind of clear-cut and we see some teams. Yeah, when we're uh, we have play. a second chance if our brackets go in flames. Yeah, we'll see what the second chance opportunities uh, look like, if anything changes. Uh, thank you guys once again for joining Uh, And we will see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards, December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply.